Hello, and welcome to the Rethinker Podcast. This is a place where we're going to ask deeper questions and really the whys about God's scripture, God's laws, his stories, parables, and other aspects of the Christian faith to really get an understanding of the God we serve at a far deeper level and then hopefully formulate a new way of interacting with our culture as a whole. Now, I personally believe that God wants to be discovered because the more we ask questions, the deeper we connect with his identity and love. Just think about it for a second. If you're a parent, are you content with the fact that your child just knows that you are his mother or father? Or do you want them to ask about who you are so they love you at a far deeper level? That is the goal of the Rethinker podcast. Okay, we're sort of working through some fundamentals right now, and this podcast is going to hit one of the most basic, how we got here. Every religious system or ideology, ideological strain has some answer to that question, whether it was done by a divine being, a happenstance evolutionary process, or an early and alien spawn. But the Bible claims something that no other religious system postulates about humanity's creation. We were not simply created by some impersonal outside force. We were created in that force's image. Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. Now, that changes things. With something we merely create and possess, our attachment to that object is based on its perceived value and its usefulness and what it cost us to require it. Therefore, we can do with that object whatever we want, and we handle it based on those conditions. You would treat a Ferrari very differently than you would treat an old clunker, at least I hope so. That's important enough. But still, many religions claim that humanity was created by an outside force. But only the biblical worldview asserts that we were also created in the image of our creator. Genesis 1.27, God created man in his own image. In his image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So what did you just learn? Our value and worth is not determined solely by the whims of our creator. It is tied directly back to the value and worth that creator places on himself. Okay, let's go back. Think about your car for a second again. Now think about your children, if you have them. Which has more value? Why? Your child is made in your image. Trash your car and people might get moderately annoyed, but if you trash your kids, you're likely to lose friends, be called a deadbeat, and probably end up incarcerated. The value we place on the creations made in our image directly correlates to the value we place on ourselves. Do you want your kids to flourish and prosper over the neighbor's kids? Of course, your kids are made in your image. The kids down the block are not. Because we're made in God's image, he wants us to prosper and he wants us to flourish. And that is everybody. Since God not only created us all, but we all bear his image, there are no neighbor kids down the street he cares about less. Do you get the picture? Now we can see a counter strategy to being made in the image of our creator because we also bear the likeness of that creator's enemy. Now, think about it for a second. When you were in your teen years, you might have dated a person who you believe, at least at the time, was perfect. That person you told your parents that you loved so deeply, no doubt became an object of scorn and anger. You couldn't harm that person physically, so you did the next best thing. You destroyed their image. You'd gather all your friends, except probably the one that stole them from him or her from you, and you'd have a photo burning party. These photos were your representation of that person. And by destroying those pictures, you were getting all your anger out and the hatred of that person. So God loves the world of humanity because it bears his image. We are his photos on earth. But his enemy, known as Satan, wishes to see us destroyed and decimated for the very same reason. We bear that creator's image. He wants to have a photo burning party all the time. He just does it with live people. Remember how I just said no one is exempt from bearing God's image? Well, no one is exempt from being hated by God's enemy for for that very reason. So we're all targets. 
Now, when I say that, I recognize that you might have a misunderstanding of humanity's outside enemy, or at the very least, the people around you might find what I said even comical. I'm sure if you're old enough, you recall Dana Carvey's Saturday Night Live sketch of the church lady with her pious posture and demeaning tone telling some, some poor sinner that her actions were being influenced by, oh, I don't know, Satan? It was all pretty funny. But let me give you a new picture. I want you to close your eyes, unless you're in the car, and I'd like you to mentally picture the one person on this planet who, like nails on a chalkboard, irritates, aggravates, and frightens you like no other person can. The individual who, at the very mention of his or her name, causes your fist to ball up, your muscles to tighten, your skin to crawl, and maybe even your eyes to tear. Perhaps it's the greasy-haired office predator with those wandering eyes. The smelly, over-the-top relative you pray skips that family reunion. The brazen, foul-mouthed shock jock that repulses you every time you see a smug face plastered on billboards. Or the ex-friend that turned your afternoon chats into neighborhood gossip. Perhaps it's worse, and I realize it may be much worse. Think about for just a moment how utterly repellent this person is. How much avoiding them for the rest of your life is one of your greatest aspirations. Ponder his or her annoying traits, their strange mannerisms, those vile facial expressions, or that arrogant and condescending smile. If you can, reflect on what he or she may have done to you to deserve this foul title. I'm sure by now you're utterly sick of having to relive this torturous mental picture, so let me get to the point. Now imagine every single person on the planet looked just like them. What if there was no place to flee from that foul, anger-producing image that you wanted so much to erase from your memory bank? Imagine if you had to endure that image minute by minute, day by day. It's a rather horrific thought, isn't it? Suppose something you personally would never want to experience. But this is how the enemy sees all of mankind. For everyone on the planet is made in our God's image. Everywhere he turns, he's faced with the image of his arch nemesis, the one he despises, the one he wishes to see destroyed. He can't get at his enemy, but like a burned photograph, he can get at that enemy's image. Here lies the ultimate travel, really the ultimate tragedy, because if his goal is humanity's destruction, then we often do the work for him. Think about some of the anti-homosexual groups when describing the providential purpose of the mass viral executioner AIDS. Or what about the racist, hateful sentiment bellowed out bellowed out and the actions committed by a portion of the Americans during the years of segregation? Or what about the deadly language and actions used by the Hutus against the Tutsis in Rwanda, or the Shiites toward the Sunnis, or the militant Islamists towards the Zionists, etc., etc.? The list goes on and on. Instead of recognizing this enemy running loose in our midst, portions of humanity justify, herald, and even commit the enemy's agenda for him. We have not only downplayed his existence culturally, we also personally further his agenda whenever we act against any other human being with disgust, hatred, or enmity. All right, I'm going to leave that last sentence hanging there. In the next podcast, we're going to get hyper-strategic and powerful, and you will discover really the world-transforming wonder of the biblical worldview. But for now, just understand that polarization, pitting one group against another, whether it's militarily, ideologically, or politically, is often one of the enemy's most effective tactics. Remember, I said at the beginning of this podcast, we are all made in the image of God. Our image of God identity never changes, even if our actions and ideologies do. And we're going to discuss that in depth in another podcast. So we're done now, but I hope this podcast has left you pondering some things, maybe even stinging a little bit, like it did with me. But more importantly, I hope you look at those around you, all of those 
made in God's image, just a little differently. If you want to learn more, you can certainly grab some of my books. Most are free on my author site at David W. Litwin. There you'll get a really 360-degree view of who I am, what I do, and what I believe. I hope you're going to return again for future podcasts, and please reach out to me via email or Facebook or Twitter. All of that is available on my website. Have a transformational day, and just remember when you... I hope you have a transformational day or evening, depending on when you listen to this, and remember to always live inspired.